to you today. Today is a special Tuesday because we are launching a series called Twin Talk at YCM. Of course, you heard it right, Twin Talk. That means there has to be a twin who will be joining you today. Meher Dev is my twin sister, also a lawyer, also looks identically similar to me and will be joining us in a bit. What we intend to do today is have conversation about the conflicts that we faced growing up as women and how we faced conflicts in our professional lives as well. I'm happy to share growing up, Meher was more adept with technology and I had to go and ask her, okay, there's this new app or new website or new function on Facebook back in our school days. Facebook was the thing. Does anybody know twin sisters, twin brothers, sister brother pair? Yes, Meher and I went to Jinder Global Law School. Hi Meher. Hi Kudral. How does it feel to sit in a different room on a different floor in the same house and do this Insta Live with me? It feels funny but don't we do this all day, right? You have your own routine going on and I have my own. And then we see each other just in the evening. So now we're seeing each other on camera. <laughs> yes, and what we've done for a better camera appearance for our friend when we do these virtual calls and uh, FaceTime calls, Meher and I, we decide to take it from separate rooms so that we have enough, let's say, screen space for our friends to see us clearly rather than being in the same screen. Otherwise, it leads to conflict. So that's the way we've resolved it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Meher, uh, please introduce yourself to our uh, viewers. It would be nice to know what you've been up to. Uh, You've had an interesting career, uh, an interesting personal life as well, but let's start with your career first. Sure. Uh, so, I'm a human rights lawyer trained in India and New York. I have over seven years of experience in the field of law and um, I've dipped my feet in uh, <laughs> various areas of law, starting with corporate law where I was doing mergers and acquisition and private equity. Then I jumped into hardcore litigation and constitutional law practice in Delhi at the High Court in Delhi and the Supreme Court with a focus on women's rights and gender. And then <laughs> I jumped to international human rights law and humanitarian law. And that's been my uh, love for a while. Uh, and I guess this is it for me. So <laughs> I'm going to be uh, on this trajectory of uh, being a practitioner in international human rights and humanitarian law. And uh, I'm also passionate about teaching, law teaching. So I have like these mentorship and teaching gigs that I keep on doing whenever I take a break from advocacy work. So that's a bit uh, about me. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> and it's funny because I have reviewed Meher's CV so many times and also had discussions about where her career is going and where she wants to take it. So hearing all of this in this one flow from uh, Meher is sort of a moments for me so just to let our viewers know Meher and I both of us are quite emotional as people and uh, Meher adds a little bit of drama to her life and my life too so drama alert and emotional alert to all of y'all uh, in advance so be prepared uh, for that okay great Meher thanks for sharing your quick career uh, preview so how did you make this shift from you know, corporate at Tri-Legal doing M&A to Miss uh, Jaising's uh, chambers practicing in the Supreme Court. So as a woman professional there and specifically a woman lawyer, what what was the challenge and what conflict did you face to make that decision? Yeah, I think uh, so there are certain conflicts that we 
live in our life a bit longer which is okay you know uh, i think that's how it should be you need to live your conflicts to get to a resolution that you really want so you need to think it through um i was always interested in uh, human rights uh, with a focus on gender and women's rights uh, right from law school and kudrat and i together we founded uh, the women in law society at uh, at alma mater jindal and uh, <laughs> it was interesting to see that both of us joined law firms after that right um and in hindsight also when i look at it it seems odd to me that we were so active in law school doing women's rights work and probably our batchmates also presumed that okay these two are going to join like uh, some ngo or they're going to do some social cause related work that didn't happen why didn't that happen <laughs> so you heard those answers one is that when we graduate one we are very young you know you've done 5 years of law and you've studied all of this and you've developed an interest in one area and now uh, when you're graduating at that age you feel that the decision you make is going to break or make your life so putting too much pressure you know um and then there's this whole thing of financial independence you've been dependent on your parents all your life uh, some of us took up internships which were paid most of them were unpaid so you're like okay you're graduating now you want a career that uh, provides you financial stability and at the time when i did my research i realized that uh, firstly i wanted to work in bombay and then working in bombay with an ngo uh, or in that sector the development sector uh, or the human rights sector uh, i was sort of surprised you know uh, it was like an eye opener for me that okay you know i've done internships at ngos i've done internships at law firms i've worked equally hard at both places why is there so much of a pay scale difference what is up with that you know so that was one and uh, the other thing that uh, there was just this focus which i feel that focus probably is changing in law schools but at the time uh, for career placement we had law firms coming in i didn't uh, see a single ngo or a un agency or you know uh, anybody from the development sector who was invited to come and interview people interested in human rights so it just seemed as if you were going that way so i have to say that you know we were given like alternative legal training as well that's how i developed this passion for human rights but when it came to career placement it wasn't such a strong thing uh, at the time and we were the first batch right uh, and i guessing maybe things have changed now uh, so yeah mix of those things you know finances uh, thinking that this will make or break my life <laughs> uh things like that and uh yeah i think i sort of then after working for a year in uh at trilegal more than a year i i started finding my ways of doing work that i like so for example if i was doing due diligence for any companies for target companies that we wanted to buy or client was buying or whatever or joint venture i would look at laws on uh, sexual harassment i'm like are they complying with this they're not complying with that red flag red flag uh uh luckily my partner at the time he had a pro bono practice i was like yeah give me the pro bono matters let these corporates <laughs> connect with uh, people doing human rights work and uh, the csr law was being passed there were amendments to it and things like that so i was like okay let's get money from csr to the human rights sector to the development sector so i tried to do my things at uh, trilegal which kept me uh, sustaining there for more than a year and uh, i have to say that <laughs> uh my team was great my partners were great so 
I probably would have left Trilegal earlier if it wasn't for my team. They even gave me the opportunity to go on a second bent uh, to an NGO for six months. You know, so uh, which is unheard of, at least for me in my experience and experiences of my friends. But even that wasn't <laughs> um, good enough for me to be there longer. Where I realized, okay, you know, I'm risking uh, financial stability. I'm risking. Uh, you can never like over time yes you develop a rapport with your colleagues but i'm risking the existing relationship and the existing good environment i have but <laughs> i think that the last year of college and uh, a year and a half at trilegal that time when i lived that conflict i also realized that okay i want to move into human rights and this is my resolution and i've done my thinking through it whatever is required I made the plunge. It it sounds uh, like a story from such a long ago time, but it really isn't, right? And uh, yeah, it just uh, makes me think how you put it: living the conflict, right, as yeah. opposed to suppressing the conflict or saying, "Okay, look, I've made a choice in life. I've decided to work with a law firm, and that's the end of it. That's fine. I made a decision. Now I will." Live the uh, consequences and whatever comes out of this, but uh, really nice. So uh, to all our viewers, it's really interesting. Meher and I, she generally doesn't like to talk about my work because she thinks that I'm too passionate about YCM, and then I'm, I'm always talking about YCM. I'm always strategizing, networking for YCM. Has given me an opportunity to hear her views on uh, conflict management, and I am so impressed with this idea of. Living uh, the conflict, uh, and of course Could we you, have I some. I want to read a poem. I want to read a poem on that. On living the conflict. Yes. All right. Okay. <laughs> before you go ahead, uh, I pull out the poem, and before you go ahead, I just want to mm. say our parents had a really tough time <laughs> raising us, at least when we were younger. Meher and I, we've uh, dressed up in the same uh, denim uh, <laughs> jacket. Our parents would dress us up similarly because it was easy. Uh, sometimes not even uh, color differences. Both of us are wearing, let's say, these uh, yellow jumper suits or blue jeans and green tops. I remember this, and we have an elder sister, and she would be dressed similarly as well. So yeah, we were sort of uh, twins plus one, almost like triplets. That's how we uh, grew up. Uh, but coming back to Meher, Meher, are you ready with your poem? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, so this uh, poem is by a poet and philosopher, right? Uh, now, what I'm doing is this poem is actually on questions, but I'm replacing the word question with conflict. Okay. Uh, okay. So here it goes. <laughs> this is the spiritual side of me. Okay. Be patient towards all that is unsolved in your heart, and try to love the questions, the conflicts themselves, like locked rooms and like books. that are now written in a very foreign tongue do not now seek the answers which cannot be given to you because you would not be able to live them and the point is to live everything live the questions now live the conflicts now perhaps you will then gradually without noticing it live along some distant day into the answer so uh, basically i think what i'm trying to say or the poet or the way i've interpreted his poetry uh, is live your conflict now you know instead of uh, being impulsive about it and being anxious you know no no i need to resolve it now 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 take your time live the conflict first then live its resolution 
I think that's the most sustainable way of looking at it. Yeah, I'm not saying anything not because I've not understood what you're saying. <laughs> I'm not saying anything because I am I am emotionally touched to see that you prepped for this thought about a poem that you will read out uh, to our viewers here today which is really really uh, sweet so going to help uh, Meher and me put our sibling fights and we don't have sibling rivalry <laughs> I wouldn't call it rivalry but our sibling fights and uh, sibling not talking to each other type of equation aside and uh, ensure we still come together and put up this for you every Tuesday and uh, with that I just wanted to invite you all to share with us what are the sort of topics that you all would want Meher and me to talk about right so uh, conflict is of course the broad theme dispute resolution dispute prevention specific to women law uh, daughters sisters whatever that is so we would love to hear from you all what are the type of things you all would want uh, Meher and me to uh, talk about and uh, someone needs to mark the date uh, somewhere it's 6th of July and this is the first time we've started our Tuesday twin talk and Meher and I we intend to keep it going despite <laughs> the fact that maybe soon we'll be in a different parts of the world like we have been in the past it's just the pandemic that has brought us back again together uh, under the same roof <laughs> and we've had our uh, share of uh, conflicts as well so I know some of our trainees from YCM have joined in and a lot of them shared uh, sibling conflicts or conflicts which are peculiar to the pandemic with family members at home. So Meher, is there anything that's coming to your mind in terms of living in the same home with family members or me? You know, when, when I moved back from Bombay after leaving Trideagle and I was joining this uh, Indra Lessons Chambers, Kudrat had already been practicing in Delhi and <laughs> we had a lot of conflicts then. Because I think it was uh, after a long time that we were living apart for a year and a half so we got like very accustomed to our own uh, own routine, own life, own ways of doing things and then we were under the same roof and I remember this one funny incident where uh, I had a fight with Kudrat in the morning both of us uh, were like we would normally travel together something happened now I'm forgetting the conflict what was the conflict how did we resolve it I'll tell you how how, <laughs> how we resolved it also. So basically, I think the conflict was about something about time management or something like that, right? We wanted to leave uh, home at a specific time. She wanted to get to uh, the court at some time. I wanted to get to court at some other time, something like that. We decided that, okay, we aren't going together. And I was like, I've had enough. You know, I want to be uh, conscious of the environment. That's why we've been carpooling and going together. And now uh, I can't take it because, you know, this is the limit. I'm leaving uh, without her. So I left and uh, I'm sitting in my courtroom waiting for my matter to be called. And uh, I see there's a person uh, very similar looking to me in the corner of the courtroom, walks in and is standing there and is smiling at me. Who is that? <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, like I left. Uh, home early so that I don't have to travel in the same car with her. Now her court matter is also listed in the same court as mine. <laughs> like okay, I'm looking away, you know, like ignoring her. I'm looking away. Uh, <laughs> the next thing I see, I turn over my shoulder on the left. Uh, again, Miss Kudrat is standing there and she's smiling at me. Uh, and um, yeah, um, I love love this about her. Uh, sometimes hate it also about her. But uh, her smile is contagious, 
you know it makes you smile and <laughs> she's smiling like with full 32 smiling at me i smile back at her you know like i can't stop i'm trying to be angry and then i smile back at her and that's how the conflict got resolved so sometimes i think there are simple conflicts routine conflicts that we have at home which can be resolved by a simple smile you know it's just about taking initiative and smiling at a person uh, in a creepy way so <laughs> So yeah, that's one conflict that comes to my mind uh, in terms of sibling yeah. rivalry. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, just a fun twin fact on the side. So there was this time that Meher and I would have a lot of matters in the Supreme Court, and like Meher said, sometimes those matters would be li- listed in the same courtroom, right? And uh, suddenly, a lot of people knew Meher because he was doing these high-stakes constitutional. matters like triple talaq and uh, you know the uh, important matters which were making the headlines and the uh, top news items so everybody sort of knew meher and whenever they would see me in the courtroom they would think it's meher right and they would smile at me i was working with khetan and company their delhi office mm-hmm. uh, their dispute resolution team back then and i would do a lot of commercial matters and of course law firm life gets to you and i was always you know um, fully loaded with things to do briefing the senior counsel last minute outside court carrying my own files so i would be running around and doing things and i missed smiling back or even noticing that a couple of people are smiling at me now they thought i am meher and <laughs> this this is this other fight we had back home and she's like why can't you simply smile at people and i said you know i i don't randomly smile at strangers and she's like no they think you are me you should smile back at them and uh, ever since then no matter in which part of the world we are we just smile at people if they are smiling at us it's sort of a risk that we've taken so the choice was between being impolite and uh, letting the other person think that either meher or kudrat is being arrogant versus smiling at a random stranger and giving a wrong uh, funny indication we've decided to go with option 1 where we smile at random people and i know when meher was in new york she mm-hmm. smiled at someone would you like to tell that story yeah i was at this conference in new york and uh, again a person was smiling at me a bit more than uh, a regular person would smile so i was like okay there's something about this person but i was like kudrat has not like practiced in new york she's not studied in new york but i don't know probably not you know it's but i was like okay this person is trying to be friendly smiling smiling I'm smiling at the person, and then I realized that the person uh, met Kudrat in London, and actually uh, knew of Kudrat very well, and thought I was Kudrat, and was confused that what is Kudrat doing uh, in New York in a human rights conference? Because everybody in London also knew her passion about mediation, so they expected her to be in that line, um, attending conferences of those uh, kind. <laughs> But. See, I'm at least now. Uh, one thing this uh, Insta Live has established that I <laughs> smile at people uh, more than Kudrat smiles, and Kudrat has started smiling more at people. Like she has a beautiful smile. Uh, so smiles are harmless, right? So we should. I smile. think I want. Yeah, I want to do these Insta Lives more because in my routine life, if Meher has to compliment me on how I'm looking on one to ten, I hardly get anything above three. and when i always look at her on 10 i will always give her a 10 so another <laughs> interesting fact that meher is more uh, fashionable than i am and uh, in the coming months where she's still in india with me you will 
see me better dressed <laughs> after she goes uh, i will uh, go back to my old wardrobe and we've had fights there as well so again going back to court court uh, practice uh, days uh, where uh, i would keep my clothes ready a day before because i had to reach court sometimes at 8 am in the morning and brief the senior right or brief a uh, council or do some work and the next morning i would wake up and i would see the clothes are gone so is meher so they've left and i'm like oh my god i put in the effort of ironing my clothes getting things ready a day in advance and now she's simply gone and i think uh five out of six times i was pissed about it but once once i thought okay you know she's she's having a tough time at work she needs some rest and cooperation which maybe she is not getting at work due to her workload and other circumstances at home this time kudrat you can be understanding and then to anyhow resolve any type of issue may do you remember your office has enjoyed so many lemon cheese cake Yeah, yeah. You know, people at work would know. Acha, my clerk would be like lemon cheese cake. Kya hai? मतलब कुदरत मैम ने मेहर मैम को आज अपसेट किया है. इस तरह के lemon cheese cake आया है. Yeah. So her entire office has enjoyed pieces of lemon cheese cake from me at least once a week. Because both of us would have long days at work. and then the conflicts would sort of go unaddressed because we would come back home late sleep and then the cycle wake up go no time to you know really talk and chat with each other and i was the sort of person that i don't like to have conflict lingering on for too long unaddressed and that would make me uncomfortable and i would be like nahi ab suljha lete isko ab theek karna hai i want my head to be happy and okay with me <laughs> and i would send these uh, cheesecakes uh, which which at some point was also uh, misinterpreted like you say the strategies you used to sort of address the conflict maybe that was my strategy to suppress the conflict like let's just forget about it right and meher how did you understand that as in one one fight she said of course we have a lot of fights but you are always wrong and that's why you sent me cheesecake apologizing <laughs> Yeah and I was like that's not true. I send cheesecakes because you know I love you and I want you to be in a happy good mood and not be upset about a fight or a argument that we've had uh, which also made me realize it's nice to do these sweet little cute little sometimes grand gestures for people once you've had a disagreement or a fight with them but at the same time I think it's important to also address really and have the conversation that what the real issue is because i spent a big part of my salary every week sending cheesecakes because those conflicts were happening again and again and again maybe because they weren't addressed uh, the way they uh, should have been all right okay enough of uh, conflicts from kudrat and meher's uh, lives uh, with each other but meher tell me something about how the pandemic uh you know impacted you uh, if there were any conflicts in relation to your career that were sort of induced by the pandemic and how did you manage that yeah so i think the pandemic uh, career wise for many of us has complicated things right 
specifically for people who were working abroad you know on work visas and uh, whose contracts weren't renewed like mine <laughs> right there was a, a hiring freeze uh, in the uh, US and in most organizations in New York which included renewal of contracts and i was loving my job at the time and i was like oh you know i would have loved to do this more uh and just to back up there like i was working with an organization called madre uh which does gender justice work supports un advocacy uh and uh, yeah doing really great work uh, helping local ngos specifically from iraq uh to amplify their voices at the un forum uh including security council and things like that so i was i was like okay i just like enjoyed this thoroughly and mm-hmm. uh, i can't continue doing this uh not because of any other reason but because of uh, this stupid hiring freeze right <laughs> uh so uh, yeah so that happened and uh, i was like okay so it's time time to look for uh, new opportunities and my supervisor was great and she acknowledged my circumstances so i think the first thing i did is take her on, on board you know i took her on board and mm-hmm. told her that okay you know and she's like yes i understand your situation and let's try and work something out so reaching to people through her network her contacts reaching to people through my own network at the law school at columbia uh reaching out to people i worked with earlier on uh applying for positions that i could see that were publicly advertised So did all of that, and hmm. uh, I think this is something that happens to many people. Is that sometimes when you're transitioning, and uh, you're having like this, uh, some sort of you know like okay, there's instability in my life right now. How do I stabilize? How do I stabilize? Uh, you sometimes go. I would say um, you cast a wider net. You know. like even though my passion was human rights and gender justice specifically you start casting a wider net to sort of stabilize your life where you're like okay i uh, i want to be uh, having a stable income and i'm going to apply for whatever comes my way or whatever i feel i'm interested in which i feel if you're doing that intentionally you know it's fine if you're doing it intentionally knowing that okay things have been destabilized and maybe there are fewer opportunities now so then how do you go about it and then if you're choosing to do that in the short term with an inten- intentional mind frame that okay i'm doing this now and then i'll get back to what i actually want to do or want to do long term later i think that strategy is fine and i think that's where i got to and even besides that all of us have first loves second loves third loves right uh my first love after kudrat <laughs> is uh, human rights my first love is human rights right but i also enjoy teaching and i'm passionate about teaching so that's why i took up the with cornell law school uh where i was assisting a professor there teach and i enjoyed my time thoroughly there and i found intersections between uh, american constitutional law and indian constitutional law which kept me motivated and passionate uh, about my work so you know so i feel like that's how i sort of uh came through <laughs> you know that like okay i'm i'm passionate about teaching it's my second love okay so i do this normally i try and combine my first love and second love together but right now I'll focus on second love and then come back to first love uh and that's what happened and i think reaching out to like friends colleagues uh i feel inherently inherently human beings are 
nice you know so if you genuinely reach out to them uh you will make that genuine connection most of the times where they'll be like okay you know and others will be uh people who've been in the same position as you you know can empathize with you like i empathize with everybody who went through a tough time in the pandemic whose jobs were destabilized or something like that right um so yeah i think those two things help me thank you for sharing that and just to uh, also let our viewers know here today that meher has had sort of a dream of fab career in human rights law uh, from my perspective and from the perspective of a lot of people and that's not because she's worked with great people and great organizations but i think her passion has really sailed her through and through i know meher is going to feel the same way that we should do these is more because publicly we give each other these <laughs> heavy big compliments but they're true but they're true we mean them right they're honest uh, compliments <laughs> that we are giving each other but the point that i was trying to make was uh, sometimes in a conflict with yourself or due to the situations around you you've got to choose between you know uh, stability like meher said and still following your passion and uh, how do you manage that where do you find the balance there i think is an important aspect but step 1 or what i generally call 101 of conflict management is you've got to acknowledge and address the conflict first right uh, if meher you had taken a view saying that okay yeah yeah uh, advocacy work was great but that's fine that's okay i don't like that anymore uh, a teaching opportunity is coming at up at cornell and this is what i want to do all my life so yeah yeah i'm happy doing teaching right uh, later that would have leaked out into some other situation where you would find yourself unhappy or you would realize no actually my passion really lies and always was there more towards uh, advocacy work so i think it's so important to acknowledge these conflicts have conversations about it with your loved ones uh, with your friends or communities that you're a part of such as ycm right i'm going to ask you what is your takeaway for our viewers today takeaway for you <laughs> what should i say besides living your conflict take life seriously when it needs to be taken seriously okay um mm-hmm. invest time in conflicts that matter to you um and if there's an easy way to solve a conflict by smiling just do that don't let it uh, become a dispute as kudrat says uh, or the other way around i'm confused <laughs> but uh, a conflict can turn into a dispute a spark can turn into a raging fire fire okay so but don't the power lies with you okay so perfect don't let your simple conflict turn into raging fire okay because then that's like stupidity why do you want to do that right if there's a big conflict anyways which is raging fire you would rather put your resources there if there's a small conflict where you can smile and resolve it and like have a simple conversation and resolve it do that uh, focus on larger battles in life you know like uh, just Yeah basically take things that need to be taken seriously and invest resources there invest resources on those conflicts the smaller things just manage them very quickly and get done with them uh not to say suppress them but yeah i think that's my takeaway smile more uh 
and you can resolve it you may for that uh, powerful uh, what should i call it positive heartfelt uh, dance and uh, this uh, <laughs> conversation i also think that we don't say thank you enough to our uh, loved ones so i want to uh, change that and say thank you mahesh for doing this insta live uh, with us t for thank you and t for tuesday and t for twin talk which means you will see meher and me again next tuesday at 9 pm and who knows we might have a surprise guest joining meher and me both so stay tuned and until we meet again or until you hear from us again always remember and you want to do this with me after your sip of water yeah 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 until we meet again remember you you can resolve it can resolve it and i want to say uh, another thing maybe let kudrat know or comment on the topics you would like us to talk about and kudrat has a diverse set of experience i have a diverse set of experience we've met so many people in the world including uh, beautiful people like you all uh, and i feel we can really like dig into those experiences tap into those experiences and uh, share more together you know and then we can resolve it <laughs> <laughs> super thank you for that but uh, until then have a super tuesday night and a big thank you from meher and me to everybody for showing us so much of love and uh, sort of inaugurating tuesday twin talk with us so uh, thank you stay safe and take care bye bye